Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the Fabric Podcast, we're joined by our Director of Marketing, Michael Ashford. He shares about what's been going on in the marketing department and the pivoting we had to do as the COVID-19 pandemic emerged. Thankfully, we had some really great groundwork laid and we used data to inform the narrowing in with our marketing efforts. Michael shares about what we've learned through this process of adjusting and what's to come in 2020 with our marketing and creative team. While many companies took their foot off the pedal, we kept moving forward during this pandemic. So enjoy this episode about our marketing pivot. Well, Michael, I am so excited to have you back on the show. It's been a while. It has been, but you know, I, I love it every time I get to come back on the show. So it's good stuff. Yeah. And a lot, a lot has happened, I feel like, since we last saw you. Um, this whole pandemic is just uh, an experience that, that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all anybody who ever wants to talk about, too. So. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, so let's start the conversation off with something fun. You know, there's so many memes going around during this time. And I think one that's always been around, but we see now is Ross on Friends with the couch yelling, pivot pivot. So when we talked about this episode, that's what came to mind for me immediately. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I, I've said internally a lot here at the receptionist, like I believe the teams, the companies that pivot the best during this time, the, the teams that figure it out and, and do so quickly, but also with a bit of not, not trepidation, but um, with pause for what the ramifications of their decisions could be, they're going to be the ones to survive during this time. I've never said it quite that uh, lengthy. I usually just say the best teams are going to be the ones that survive. So (laughs) I I feel like uh, I feel pretty good about what we've got going on right now. (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's, let's, yeah. So let's go back. So we're going to talk about, you know, pivoting and marketing, but pre-pandemic, let's talk about what was marketing focused on before we had to pivot. Well, I think in a general sense, we were we're in a good spot as a company because we've I've always told people if you check in people at your business chances are we can help you now there are some really like extenuating circumstances with people that are like HIPAA compliance we get asked that question all the time and taking really sensitive patient data we we really don't want to go down that path but generally for businesses for offices for facilities if you're taking in customers uh, or visitors or contractors or vendors we can help you with our system, make that process easier, more efficient. So our, our strategy you know, was really broad-based. It was reach as many people as we can with that message. We've always had those market segments or those industries that we've worked really well in, manufacturing, uh, behavioral healthcare, you know, aerospace is one that, that you know, because of compliance reasons, they, they tend to need a system like ours. So we've always played really well in certain industries and market segments. And one of the things that we had just done, and as we get into the conversation today, this will prove to be extremely advantageous for us. We had just gone through an exercise of running a campaign, uh, a, a multi-touch, multi-level campaign into the behavioral health space. And we've even had you know, Dr. Ajeta Robinson on this podcast. We've had several customers in the behavioral health space on this podcast. Sarah, you've talked with a lot of them, yeah. uh, all of them actually. <laughs> and we just, we, we, we serve that space very well. Our, our 
missions align in a lot of ways. And that would prove, as we get into the conversation here, that campaign and the tactics that we discovered during that campaign would prove to be really advantageous once once the world shut down, seemingly, yeah, <laughs> back in early March. Okay. That's so interesting. So, okay. So tell us, so then we had to pivot, right? We had all this kind of groundwork laid. We knew who we worked with. We had a marketing strategy. So what shifts had to happen with the marketing efforts during the pandemic? Well, let's go back to, uh, you know, early to mid-March when things started to shut down. We felt it and we felt it. I mean, if you just look at numbers, our, our leads dropped off the map. Traffic to the website dropped off the map. You just could not get people's attention. We were the last thing that people, a lot of people were thinking about at that time. I don't know too many companies who were selling software who really, <laughs> you know, were genera- generating a lot of business during that time. So we had, we had some decisions to make. We had some conversations certainly internally about, okay, we can't, we can't pull back. And this is one of the, the key themes that I've, I'd really love to touch on is you can't, during this time, we made the decision, we cannot pull back on sales and marketing. And I know a lot of companies have. I've got colleagues and friends that have either you know, had to lay off staff. They themselves had, had, have had to lay off staff in the sales and marketing world. And I, I just feel far too many companies went there first, that we're going to shut down new business and just you know, try to build a fort around what we already have. I'd love to get into that later on down the road. But we, we made some... We've, we said, what's the data telling us? Of what we are getting, what's the data telling us? And we very quickly understood what was the thing, if you remember back in March, you know, two years ago, <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> I know. What was the thing everyone was freaking out about? Do you remember? I can barely remember yesterday. So you're going to have to remind all of us. <laughs> toilet paper. Toilet yeah. paper. Oh, that's right. We all needed lots of toilet paper. And that's where we started to throw around the term essential worker, right? Yeah. And we started thinking, okay, there are businesses that are still open. There are products that are still moving. I mean, if you think about how many people all of a sudden had to get deliveries of, of their home goods at home, of, of their toilet paper at home, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. We said, there's something here. And we started to look through what the data in our system was telling us. And we found it's, it's aligned. The companies that are still open, the supply chain companies, the companies that are keeping the, the United States and, and around the world going are the supply chain companies. And guess what? We work really well in that space. We have a lot of clients in that space, manufacturing facilities, food and beverage facilities. I mean, you, ha- you still had to put uh, grocery stores or one of the few places that were open. Food still had to be on the, on the, uh, the shelves. Yeah. Transportation yeah. and logistics. Those are companies that if you go to our website, we'd have, we'd have con- we already had content created and we already had many, many customers in that space. So we said, there's our pivot. There is our mm-hmm. pivot. We're gonna we're gonna ditch this broad based. Uh, we can be we can be anything to everyone, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go really targeted and focused in the supply chain, targeting those essential businesses, those essential workers who still have to go into work. Who maybe the the way that they're checking in people at their business is different now. Maybe not vendors or maybe not visitors, but lots of contractors, lots of vendors. Lots of employees. Yeah. 
there was something there and that's where we pivoted. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And it's, it's great that it wasn't this huge pivot to something really new. It was to a group that we were already working with, that we were familiar with, but it's where the efforts and the focus went. So can you share with us, obviously collaboration is something we're regularly doing, but what sort of collaboration went into making these, this pivot? One of the biggest things was uh, Dylan, our director of engineering and co-founder, he dug into the system and said, okay, what people, what businesses are still checking in people right now? Like we can see that in our, our administrative data that we get. And we started to do a, he did a data poll of those businesses that were still checking in visitors. It wasn't nearly as much as, you know, back in January and February, but we started to pull that data. And then we looked at what industries are they in? And then we, as a growth team and a leadership team sat down and started saying, okay, what are the, what are the trends that we see? What's the messaging that we should take to them? One of the things that we've, we've really talked about, and I, I've mentioned it here on the podcast a lot, is we've recently gone through the story brand process of our, our marketing messaging. And a lot of that messaging was, uh, if you remember, it was talking about the chaos of the front office. And Jessica Marshall, our director of customer experience and our other co-founder said, that doesn't feel quite right. Like talking about chaos during this time feels... Uh, to use a word that I always use, icky. It felt yeah. icky to use that word. So we started collaborating about, okay, what's our message going to be to these folks? And we started talking about, this is these are changing times. These are unprecedented times, like the things that you always hear. And we settled on this, this phrase or this word, your evolving office. Like the way that, the, uh, the way that office life looks, right, lo looks like moving forward. Not right now, of course, right now, but moving forward, mm -hmm. it's evolved. <laughs> It may never go back to being the same as it was, you know, the beginning of this year and, and previously. And we settled on that. And, and it was those types of conversations. Who do we talk to? What message do we go out to them with? What kind of resources would they even care about during this time that we could help them with? So we, we found articles on how to, uh, how to properly clean your tablet station. Uh, how to use styli, you know, little stylus pens to Im implement a touchless solution until we released our contactless solution down the road, uh, which, you know, Dylan and Scott have talked about just on the last couple of episodes. So it's, it was a, it absolutely was. I mean, the, the CN fabric, the collaboration was across the board with everything, everything that I just mentioned. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you can also look at this as bold. To, to really sort of double and even triple down into one sector as opposed to thinking, well, we want to survive. Let's just continue to serve everybody. So I think we were also bold in that initiative as well. So what has been the response and the result from this particular pivot? It's one of the things that I'm, I'm uh, most proud about, to be quite honest, Sarah. Um, we, we certainly experienced the April-May dip. Um, yeah. March, March we, we made it through. Uh, April was kind of the trough, the low point, uh, but May, we started to kind of see some, some sprouts of reactivity. And I'm really happy to report that in July, June and July, we actually were at about running at about 90 to 92% of our pre-COVID numbers on the marketing side in terms of you know, people to the website, you know, leads coming in. I mean, I, I'm talking about this from a marketing world and perspective. Right. Of course, 
you know, the numbers that we care about. We free trials, people signing up for free trials of our system to give it a shot. And then once we released our contact, contactless solution, it was, it was game over for a lot of people because that was the solution that they, they needed to be able to, to, to say in their minds, like, yes, I'm comfortable moving forward now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was such a, such a good feature that, that people needed, especially as businesses started reopening, not just the ones that continued to serve people, but as they reopened, you know, needing something and that something was the contactless check-in. So, so that was great. So, so what did you learn? from making these changes and from making this pivot? You basically got the couch up the stairs. So what'd you learn from it? Well, you know, to go back to what I've referenced earlier, the behavioral health campaign that served us so well because we had a really clear example in our our heads and in our minds there in front of us of tactically how we could execute essentially the same thing. And it served us so well in pivoting to that, <laughs> to that uh, supply chain, that essential worker, essential business style campaign, that that has given us a great framework to go after uh, moving forward. As we talk about, you know, we did a lot of collaboration with the sales team, Tom Foster's team, in in going after really specific businesses of ours, so customers that had already been customers of ours, but that had other locations. So we may be in; they may have. 25 locations, but we may be only in 10 of those. Well, the sales team and the marketing team collaborated on, we can do really specific tiny campaigns directed at those folks to make sure that we're maximizing our potential there. That's paid off for us in in bits and pieces. We're learning that these campaigns that we've done can be repeatable with some massaging of language and all that stuff to make sure that we're relevant in that space. I think another thing that we learned was, as I said earlier, don't pull back on sales and marketing. If, if we learned anything as a company, it was we kept our spend where it was. We kept our efforts at the same level. And we've experienced the, the, back, the, uh, the bounce back that I just described in terms of numbers. We, we came out of it ahead. Maybe not ahead. Like I said, we're still a little bit off of where we were in January and February. But we came back really, really quickly because we didn't pull back on sales and marketing. One final thing that I'll say we, we also learned was don't rush. You know, we've talked about the contactless solution and how we initially had started to go down the route of temperature checking and how can we in- integrate with temperature scan machines. And the data and the information we were getting back was that actually temperature checking doesn't really do much. It doesn't tell us much uh, in terms of detecting you know, people who may be uh, asymptomatic or maybe um, may have the, the virus. So just, you know, as Jessica likes to say, turtle police it, yeah. slow it down yeah. a little bit, go back and think about, look at your data. I, I, I've said it on this podcast before, data is your compass. Data is your compass that can point you in the right direction. It's the people that can slow it down and say, what are the obstacles that we're going to face in that path? that can, uh, you know, really get you to where you want to go. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of great advice in there that listeners can pull out if they are also in a marketing department, whether they maybe did slow down because they weren't comfortable or able to continue. There's a a lot of great advice for, for getting going again as well. And, you know, one other thing, Sarah, that I I actually wrote down, I just looked at my notes, (laughs) (laughs) talk to your customers. 
for, please talk to your customers. I mean, marketers should be doing this as many times as, as often as possible, talking to their customers. But if, if nothing else during this time, the customers that are still using your product or your service understand the only way you can understand as to why they're still using your product and why they still see value in it is to get on the phone and talk with them. And that is, that's marketing 101 in my book, but so, so important during this time to, to get that messaging correct, to understand the, the issues that you can help them solve when you turn around and ask other people who are not your customers, hey, you want to give us a try? <laughs> Absolutely. And we've talked a lot internally and even on the blog and on the podcast about this idea of the new normal, which I feel like just keeps evolving yeah. and, you know, we're, we keep waiting for it. But I think that, you know, we're making changes as a company, as a society that we may like and we may stick with, whether that's things being a little more simple or companies not bringing everyone back to work right away or fully because they realize they can be effective remotely. There's changes that we're seeing that will likely stick around. And then there might be things that were kind of like, oh, thank goodness, we don't have to do that anymore as we get to the new normal. So what changes do you think you'll keep with how you're now marketing? And what might you kind of shift away from as things settle down a bit more? You know, as, as I was reflecting on this question in, in preparation for this, this episode, uh, this was one I struggled with because I don't know. And I'm comfortable saying I don't yeah. know. Because to go back to the campaign name, like it's evolving. Right. It is. It is. I have no idea what next week is going to hold, let alone, you know, what, what marketing tactics we're going to, we're going to employ down the road. I do know uh, one of the things that has really taken off for us during this time is this podcast. Uh, I think we've had a lot of great guests. I think we've been able to share our experience, just like what we're doing right now of how we're trying to deal with it. I think that's what people are looking for right now is, gosh, just any, any, anything and everything to understand how I can use these bits and pieces from companies that are experiencing a, a moderate degree of success. How can I employ those in my company? I think if, if nothing else, it has solidified the, the work that we do in wanting to be empathetic, that we want to be respectful of our audience and the people that we're marketing to. We didn't want to use that word chaotic. We, we went from chaos to evolving for a reason. And it just solidified the, this idea that we want to be respectful not only to each other and, and collaborate internally, but we want to be respectful with the message that we're taking to the market, knowing that a lot of people are dealing with a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety right now. And, and quite honestly, like who would blame you if you didn't want to talk to any vendors right now? But if we can bring an empathetic statement and help you keep your employees, your visitors, your contractors safer, we want to have that conversation, but we want to do it in a respectful way. Right. Well, because ultimately we believe in what we provide and it comes down to helping the customers or potential customers and get you checked in in a, in a safe and effective way. So I think we all really obviously believe in our product and then we want to make sure that we don't just believe in it, but that we present it in a way that feels really good to everybody involved. So we're, sure. we're glad we can continue to do that and, and continue to serve people. So as we wrap up today, I know we don't, you didn't know the answer to the last question, but can you give us any sneak peeks into maybe where marketing is going next and what we might see in the, the later part of this year? Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've, James has been on the podcast and he's such a talented guy. 
Uh, James is our, our creative manager. And we want to utilize his talents for videography and design as much as possible. So one of the things that has been really prevalent or, or top of mind for us is how can we tell our story more through video? Uh, how can we get people to understand when, if you hear and you see, I don't know what the studies say, but I know that they say you learn more. <laughs> right. Well, it's great because there's different learning styles. Some people they get the message when you hear. Some people you got to see it, and it's it's engaging different people in different ways. Yeah, and and giving Kayla our our digital campaigns manager the the juice of those videos to go out and run campaigns. Just the whole a lot of the work that we're going to be doing moving forward is is around video work. We're considering revamping our website and and really continuing to hone our message there. And then I think one of the other things you'll see from us is just continuing to weave in more voice of the customer. You'll continue to hear us talk less about ourselves and prop up the voice of our customers and let them do the talking. They're the ones dealing with the issues. They're the ones dealing with the challenges of, of keeping their employees safe. Uh, we, we have um, one customer who they used our system to contract, contact trace when an employee uh, in their building got sick and tested positive for COVID, they used our system to check all the other people who were in the building at the same time so that they could quarantine them. And the business didn't have to shut down because of that. Those That's stories, amazing. If, if it wasn't me telling the story, it'd be so much more impactful. Like I'm telling it because I'm excited about it, but I want the customer to tell that. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to try and bring more of the voice of the customer as much as we can to this show. Uh, to to our marketing message, to our website, to our videos, it it really is that's what matters because those are the people who who uh, use our product every day for the reasons that they do. Well, I love that, and I look forward to talking to more of our customers because those, as much as I love our team members, I also really enjoy when we we get these other voices and these other people on to hear about their stories and and how it's going for them. So we're all looking forward to that. Well, it's really clear that we are continuing to move forward despite the evolving state of everything. Um, so thank you, Michael, so much for coming on, sharing what's going on with marketing. And hopefully we've got some really good insight for people who aren't quite sure what to do right now. Absolutely. And, and again, I'll say it every episode that I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm open. If you want to chat, if you want to talk about any of these things, please, Michael at thereceptionist.com. Feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to help you talk through an issue or, or uh, walk you through a campaign. I'm an open book. So reach out. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. We hope you enjoyed learning more about how we adjusted our marketing efforts. And if you want to learn more about our visitor management system and get a two-week free trial, no credit card required, visit us at thereceptionist.com.